Hello everyone, welcome on into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. Thank you for tuning in to episode, what, 61? Yep. Yep, 61 out here. We senior citizens out here <laughs> in the podcast world. That's how it works, right? Like once you get past episode 61. Like I'm already a senior citizen. True. Honestly, honestly, I'm grumpy. I'm slow. <laughs> I need a lot of naps. I like soft food. Definitely on the verge of becoming a senior citizen ahead of my time. But um, let's talk about our weeks. How was your week? My week was cool. I worked. Um, yeah, I worked. And I also went out to dinner with Peter, Ryan, and Rob. And they came to my job, and they found. Um, and as I work at the mall, and it's like <laughs> they had like these like push like these like um, what is it like kids can ride in like these they look like little cars. They found them and they picked me up on one and was pushing me around. Oh my god, that's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a good time. My cousin proposed to his girlfriend. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Finally. That was, that was, yeah, finally. Honestly, it's been a long time coming. It was to the point where he told me, he invited me to her birthday party, and I was like, you proposing? And he was like, please don't say anything. And <laughs> I, I kind of didn't. Like, I just told you, but you, you know. Yeah, you just told me. You had no way of, like, telling or letting a cat out the bag. But it was just so nice. Um, It was, like, the most Northfully proposal no i was laughing at his face he was like yeah yeah Yeah. everybody was (laughs) it was so oh my god like he was down on one knee and somebody literally was like yeah nigga yeah nigga i'm like wow and then like i had to cut the video short because when he first proposed to her um, her family went nuts. Like her family went nuts, and she was like crying. And her brother was like, "This is the fuck you want? Get there!" I'm like, "Okay, this oh. is very." I felt like it was like a locker room versus like a proposal, <laughs> but you know, they were very passionate, and that says something <laughs> about my cousin that her family was that pumped about them like finally becoming married. Yes, because so. I would not be that pumped. Never mind. But oh, <laughs> you know what? We gonna stop that because I knew exactly where you was going with that. But um, <laughs> no, I'm very happy. Like she. I already feel like she my And family. I like her because, like, even being around her, she, like, she speak. Every time I see yeah, her, she's she so speak. Friendly. And she talk to me and don't make me feel like I'm just like, because I'm like, you always see. It's, I hate when, and yes, I am subtweeting, <laughs> uh, sub-podcasting. Yeah. I hate when you see somebody all the time and then they act like this day first time. <laughs> see, Eric laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I hate that. It's like, yo, you nigga. They're like, we, I we never see seen you for. Even when I go to, um, like, even when I go out to eat, or like, if, cause I, oh, I'm somebody that, like, go to the same restaurants all the same. time. And when people act like they don't know me, cause like, I went to this place, um, the Ann Pizza around mm-hmm. my way. I went there one time, then I came back, and the girl was like, "You like garlic, um, sauce on yours?" And I'm That's like, "I do." She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, who's asking?" I said, I Lower did. your voice. And then she yes, asked I me my name. And I'm like, thank you. That's going to make me want to come back. No, even seriously. More. No, I, I do like stuff like that. But Cause I shout like, out. I like cheers. Like, you know, whenever, where everybody knows your name and they're yeah. always glad you came. 
Shout out to Christina though. Cause, yeah, because like, I really like her. Just, and I'm, I'm happy ha- that she's my official cousin. Yes. And like my, my cousin and her have children together who are my fucking favorite. Actually, my little cousin Brielle and Malay. I love them so much. They um, took over your. Uh, yeah, your they live. went live on my phone. That was so embarrassing. My afro was so mad at And like I went, came, I like saw my front camera on. I'm like, I look disgusting. Why would you do that? But yeah, her kids were so happy. They were like, now you and my mommy are like official cousins. Like maybe you'll oh, hang out. Oh, they said that? Yeah. She was, and Brielle was so excited, so excited. So I'm happy. It was like that was the highlight of my weekend because we have a tight knit family, and he's more like my brother than my cousin. So, you know, very happy about that. I spent, like I said, uh, I was ambushed with a Instagram <laughs> live by Brielle. She was talking to all these people like, "No, I'm not Iman. I'm her little cousin." I'm like, "Thank God I didn't have Ted Bundy watching like my live because she like telling them all this information." Um, she's like, we we on 33rd Street. <laughs> she's like, no, I can unlock the door, yeah. And then that's another thing. Friendly as fuck. Malay had the window down. I put the window down because I was hot. And on live, you heard me say, you know what? Somebody could stuck their hand in that window and let themselves right on in. And she was just looking at me with them beady eyes. But anyway, we just had a good weekend. I rest. I feel so much better. Just, it was good. Um, but... Uh, another great thing about this week is Beyonce turned 37 years old. Yes, Our yes. Virgo queen. It was yesterday. yesterday. Was her birthday. Or yes. if you're listening, Tuesday mm-hmm. was her um, birthday. And just Beyonce is 37 years old. Just makes me realize how long she's been in this game. Because That's I've so been looking young. At her, she's very young. Let's just put, let's start that there. She has so much to do. Like, think about what Diana Ross was doing when she was 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not even the middle of her career if yep. you ask me. So, like, that alone, I'm like, if I was Beyonce, I would take 10 years off because, like, you sis, you've outdone yourself. So, you know, please don't take 10 years off. Like, I mean, she already really don't want to give us a solo album. Oh, it's coming. I can feel it. I can feel it. That busybody Virgo is going to give us an album. She hates her fans. But, um, okay, so in honor of Beyonce's 37th birthday, this week's fade four are our favorite Beyonce moments. So, you first. Um, one of my favorite moments is I think this is when Beyonce was on The View or something. So, um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg what? said, You are Beyonce. And she said, Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Damn, I gotta delete that off my list. Oh, you that was, that of course. They said you are Beyonce, and she goes, Thank you. Like, yes, and you are right. Though. I get that because sometimes I'd be halfway listening to stuff. I think she was listening. I think she. <laughs> I think she was like, you're right, like, I am. I feel like Beyonce is somebody that be halfway listening. In her head, she be thinking about her tomorrow. Like, she be planning yeah, the next day. Yeah, so I feel like she really wasn't there halfway. Mm-hmm. And so she thought something else was being... No, she probably didn't even hear what was being said, but she is so sweet that she thought the Manners. proper answer was... Absolutely. Manners. Then I'm so scared. Like, what if you have other moments that are on my list? Because I really want to uh, talk about them. All right, whatever. Um, my, uh, another favorite moment is when Beyonce told Farrah to pack her bags. Oh, um, yeah. It was some show that came on years ago on Fox Family. And it's funny because I, like, saw that when it was happening. Like, I saw it live on oh, it. Oh, my God. Um, and she told her to um, to pack her bags. And then, like, it cut um, 
<laughs> it like cut to them singing like some song like basically about like leaving. <laughs> um, and I thought that was so funny because because um, Beyonce was like basically saying like, "What do you want us to do?" Like, and honestly, and gonna... best career ever. <laughs> People think that that like that was a salty time, but if I know Beyonce, she don't like her confrontation. Yeah. And it, but what she hates more than confrontation is being mediocre. Yep. So if you being mediocre, mediocre vocals, mediocre work ethics, like I'm sorry, I believe her and Maddie. I believe that them them niggas was just like dragging their knuckles. Yeah. So she was out. Um, another favorite moment is when Beyonce said blue lights don't look good on black girls, but then she proceeded proceeded to use blue lights <laughs> on herself. <laughs> I'm a black uh, girl. I'm a black girl. What'd she say? Red lights. You use red lights on yeah. black girls. Um, but Beyonce has been noted to use blue lights. Yeah, as I well. think she used it in blow. She did. <laughs> but so, um again Beyonce confirmed live. But you know what? She probably meant on stage. Yeah, she probably meant on stage. On stage. Because sense. I guess when you use blue lighting and it's like on a camera set, like you can kind of manipulate the exposure and stuff like that yeah. a little bit more. She probably was like, while I'm on this stage and somebody from the back can record me and I'll look like a fucking mutant. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my last favorite moment is when um when Beyonce was watching um the like behind the scenes from the party video and she said that it looked like I can't cook. And she said, that's accurate. Yes. <laughs> or she that's what she said, that's accurate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so she confirmed that she cannot cook. Love um, it. Cause finally um, something that she's not good at that I am. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? No. <laughs> no. But um <laughs> but yeah. Oh my I, god. That was I thought that was so funny because she really was looking at herself and I felt she like was, that's true. She, I really can't cook I, She shit. said it like it was nobody else in the room, just her. Like and she really was crit- criticizing herself. <laughs> it was funny because I'm like, so wow, funny. Beyonce being human. <laughs> Let's capture this and play it over and over again. True. Um so my first uh, favorite Beyonce moment was actually when she was performing Deja Vu at the BET Awards. She opened it up. Um, this is an actual performance moment. And she, like, at the part where the bridge came on, like, she got on the floor and started, like, sliding across the floor. And I love and that she, hair. that hair, that outfit. And I'm just like, that's when I kind of knew that it was something wrong with Beyonce. <laughs> like, I, like, officially. Because, you know, Beyonce had kind of snapped before but that's when I knew that she was it, she wasn't okay like this is a girl who's going to fucking bend backwards wallow across the floor get up have a six pack on and what uh, uh, okay no that's when I wasn't okay she wasn't okay nothing was okay that night and that's how the show opened up and that's <laughs> when we, it went downhill from there mm-hmm. alright so um, my second um, favorite Beyonce moment is when she was on a Tyra Banks show like some years ago I'm gonna say maybe 2008 2009 and she admitted that she fell asleep in her makeup and <sighs> Tina knows was like Tina Lawson Miss Tina was like oh my gosh I tell her not to do this all the time and she do it so much and that's when I'm like oh my god I relate to Beyonce she falls asleep in her makeup Me and too. she also admitted that she did her own makeup during that tour oh yes I remember, remember that mm-hmm. and I was just like wow Beyonce like people really 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 don't understand how things picked up quick for her because up until like Sasha Fierce the Sasha Fierce tours sis was doing her own makeup 
Beyonce was on her own makeup. I don't know if she did it because it was therapeutic for her or for what reason. Maybe because she wasn't a mother then and she had a lot more time. She wasn't a wife then, but sis was doing her own makeup. Um, third moment, and this is kind of a, something that me and I don't know if other people notice this as much as we do. But in best thing I never had, whenever Beyonce performs it live, she goes, "Thanks God, thank God you blew it. Ha! Thank God I dodged the bullet." Ha! <laughs> and I love that church moment because every single time I hear that song, I don't, I don't, I don't sing the radio. Yeah, version. I always sing the live version. Thank God you blew it. Ha! Thank God I dodged the bullet. Ha! Like I love. I love the, like, super funk she put on it. Um, and my last moment is actually a little bit deeper. I have found the quote. It's in her, what was that documentary she had on uh, HBO, Sabrina? Um, life is but a dream or life is, um... yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. Life is but a dream. Um, she said, I don't know why I'm fortunate and so blessed. And I know that my mom always told me that my grandmother is always in the church lighting candles and praying for her. And I'm a result of my grandmother's prayers and my mother's prayers for me all the time. And I pray for my daughter all the time. God is real and God lives inside of us. And God is real and God lives inside of me and inside of all of us. And it doesn't matter where I am. I know that I feel it. I like right now, I'm hot, you know, it's love. And as soon as she said, like right now, I'm hot, a single fucking tear rolled down Beyonce's cheek. She yep. cried. And like, I felt it too. Like, I can remember like being on the phone with you, listening to this documentary, and just being like, this woman. I have never watched that documentary not crying. Yeah, like, I watched God, it like three times. God is real. God is inside of me. And you wonder how Beyonce could be so level headed and so like humble. I think it's because she truly does keep God with her and she believes in her faith. And regardless of if you believe in God, it's it's always okay to believe in something, something. that's just kind of protecting you and the very nature of your success is because you're a good person. So I really like that. I keep that with me. Um, Beyonce's magic and we love her all day. Okay, so now it's time to toast for assist. And so I changed the outline, but I figure you wouldn't care too much. Oh, shit. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> so this week, I would like to send a special toast for assist to a blogger that I've been following for a long time. Her name is Carzanda Rodriguez. And it's so crazy because I feel like I can't say her name because I've been reading it for so many years. I do that all the time. But I had never said it out loud until like today. But she is a, a blogger. Uh, she left her full-time job in 2016 to blog full-time. She's a fashion blogger, and, like, she just is known for her style. And last year, like, her world got turned upside down where she was diagnosed with, like, some strand of stomach cancer. Mm -hmm. um, she's been having a really, really tough time recently, but throughout all of this, she has stayed strong. She preaches nothing but life, nothing but light. Uh, regardless of how sick she's been getting, she still stays dressed. She still, you know, is uploading content. She has her assistants doing it. She's been so transparent about when she feels bad and her, just her journey. Like, recently, she shared with her audience that she's, you know, not doing chemo anymore and she's kind of going through hospice and like every day I just check on her because mm -hmm. you know what I think we count people out when they're sick or when they're older and every day that you're alive is a day that you're alive you're mm -hmm. not just like don't live life like you have an expiration date on you even if you know you're sick so it's, she's just been really inspiring but she could use our prayers so mm -hmm. toast for assist pray for assist and let me just give you guys her social media handle 
because this woman is just amazing, okay? So you can find her at K-Y-R-Z-A-Y-D-A. And she also has her own shop. It's called Curse uh, Closet. So K-Y-R-Z-S Closet. Oh, yeah, she look, she really dresses. She's trying, yeah, she she is doing it. She wants to participate in New York. New York Fashion Week so bad, um, Fall Fashion Week, but she has to see how she's feeling mm. because she's like, you know, down in the dumps recently, but we're definitely going to be sending our prayers her way. All right, so it's time to head on into tea time. And our favorite celebrity kid, uh, Sebastian, started in kindergarten, which I thought he was like in fifth grade. Because <laughs> he's so big. And he, he's smart. He's smart. He is really big, but you got, like, when you think about how tall his father is, and Amber Rose is not a short person either, I'm like, that's fine, but, you know, a lot of people are tall, but, you know... They're young. They like me when I was a kid. Uh, my mom said that I sounded, I sound really young. Oh, okay. So, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know this other little four year old. She is tall as hell. But when I was talking to her, she's like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" And then I thought she was like six. She was four. And I was like, "Okay, I get it." And she was like a fresh four too. Okay, yeah, that's a rough. <laughs> Yeah, time period. and uh, yeah, people be impatient with taller kids. <laughs> anyway, Bash is headed to school. You would think that people will have nothing but great things to say, mm-hmm. but you know, niggers—they always have something smart <laughs> to say. Uh huh. And Wiz Khalifa shared a picture of Sebastian and said, first day of kindergarten, rode the bus and everything." And people somehow had uh, something to say about that. People worry about about the him wrong being on the bus. Saying, first of all, I used to take the school bus. Um, I used to take the school bus in middle school, and like that's where I met a lot of friends. Um, also, that's like after school because I caught the school bus um, after school, um, and that's where like I continue like the conversation. First of all, they teach you. Don't talk in class or you'll be, like, murdered. Put in a chokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you'll, so... You'll be sued if yeah. you talk in class. So, like, being on the school bus was where I can continue the conversation <laughs> to talk with my friends. I'm laughing at you'd be murdered. <laughs> no, that's how teachers used to be. They oh, was. You'd be like, can you pass me that? They'd be like, do we need to have a conversation with your oh, mother? Oh, my gosh, yes. I used to always get in trouble. One teacher told my mom, like, she thinks that she's Oprah. And I'm like, you know how fucking rich Oprah is? She not fucking wearing a fucking $10 wig and pushing around by uh, <laughs> 10-year-olds. But you are. And you fucking ashy ass Lauren Taylor slides. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Like yeah. I was saying. The school bus does um, yeah, build a lot bus, of relationships. Exactly. Like, I talked to a lot of friends there. Like, and I, like I said, like, I continued the conversations. I met, like, certain people. Um, and it's nothing wrong but getting on the fucking school no. bus. No. a kid. And that's what Wiz Khalifa said. Just because we're rich doesn't mean we want to, you know, And now him y'all like making him say that he rich. That's, and, and now when he say he rich, you're going to be like, oh, y'all too. And I hope it stung. <laughs> I hope it stung for somebody to say. Because it did. I need to I'm on the side and it when still stung me. look in the camera says, just because I'm rich. And I'm like, wow. Like, imagine someone. Like, when people say you rich, it's usually because I was like, yes, I do want avocado on the side. I know it's a dollar, but yeah, I want it. Yeah, because I'm like, we always tease each other. But like, oh, you rich this week? Oh, you got a thirty dollars lace front? Oh, you rich? Because like the fact rich. that we go to Whole Foods, people be like, yo, yo. oh, you got money? <laughs> oh, wow. But no, he he said just because I'm rich. <laughs> 
doesn't mean that I get to deprive my child of an experience that he wants, which is to be on a school bus. Exactly. Sebastian seemed like a kid that, like, uh, romanticizes simple things like that. Like, I'm a big kid now. I get to ride the school bus. Like my other friends. I was brave. Like, he seems like that. Like, I watch Arthur. Arthur and watches the, thing the school is, bus. Is, a, lot of, school bus. a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't need... Y'all shouldn't have had, had kids. I said earlier on Twitter that I wish that birth control came in a Febreze can so I could do a <laughs> mass spray. And I really wish that I could do that because if I if I just saw a bitch acting crazy or a nigga a like... A lot of y'all no, wouldn't if, have your little I saw, Indias. Exactly. It, whenever I saw... You said little Indias? Yeah, because I saw everybody in India, China. You ain't been London. out to Tri-State, but you want to name whenever your child. Whenever I see name. somebody acting like a dumbass, I would just spray them with this like Febreze, like birth control. Because y'all... A lot of y'all, if you don't like it, then you're like, oh, I don't want my kid to do it. Or you think or that just don't ever answer. think about it on a logical yeah, basis. Yeah, or like, think why about what the, kid, yeah, what the kid wants. Like, I want to be with my friends. Like, don't nobody want to be with your no. bitter ass? We gonna, we gonna um, drive a Lamborghini. Now, at the end of the day, if I didn't allow my children to catch a school bus, on, it would be out of, like, a safety yeah, concern. Yeah, safety concern. But I do feel but like, I feel like he's in a very school. prestigious school. And he <laughs> probably sitting next to fucking uh, <laughs> another celebrity kid. Like, you know, I, I just trust that because they've been nothing but fantastic parents so mm-hmm. far that they looked into it. It's their, like, these are parents that you know love and their I baby. And li- like, I liked catching the school bus. When I had to catch the L, I used to be like, go, oh, God. I'm like, because I'm fucking CEP kids going to come and throw rocks at us. I know. I'm safe on the bus. At least. <laughs> <laughs> and what what the fuck happened? When I was walking to the L, fucking CEP kids <laughs> jumped out the back of the school bus. Wow. And started chasing. But. They started beating these kids was that I was with my friends at the time. Mm. They was throwing rocks at the CEP bus, and CEP is like if you're from Philly, you know that's like disciplinary. a disciplinary school. It's literally like the not students, they're inmates. Yeah. So they all went to jail. Yeah. I'm sorry. Truly. Um, Silver Teeth. Just mm-hmm. think of that. So they Live was, with their grandma. Mm-hmm. So they was throwing rocks at the bus, and these kids, I've never seen no shit like this. They, the back of the bus where like the safety door is, they turned that and jumped out of it and started beating the kids that I was with ass. And you know what I did? I kept on walking to the 46th Market. <laughs> they get on that L because y'all was throwing rocks. And when they was throwing rocks, I said, I don't think y'all should do that. Because I saw them green button-ups and I knew it was CEP. It's none of my business. Said, it's none of my That's business. That's how it was. And guess who got on the bus? I mean, on the L? Scotch-free. Me. Yep. Listen, so, I had to ride the 15 with grown-ass working people. Exactly. And I had to ride the 61 through the projects. I wish the fuck I was on a charter school. bus. Exactly. Because I felt so much better when I was on the school bus. I was like... You like, what y'all doing? <laughs> oh, this, you be having reserved seats and stuff. You be watching your crush. That's how I always Yeah, Eva. I was... Oh, my gosh. I was... My crush used to get on the school bus. And I used to, like, have... Like, it's just, like, cute, like, kid, like, yeah. stuff but instead, like that. I was like, back door! <laughs> <laughs> Back fucking door. That shit, that shit hardens you. Getting on yeah, public transportation. I got into fights with two grown men under 18 while I like, I'm not even lying you to you. She really not lying. really not lying to you. She really not lying. I got into a fight with two grown ass men over things I can't even remember, but one ended with me having to push him. He was on drugs, but like, 
Getting on the fucking or waiting on a lonely ass stop in the cold, like please, and having Hello? grown ass men be like, "Hey, how we doing here?" Come and here. also, come here with sometimes kids. you <laughs> you have to wait for your parents to pick you up, and oh, things yeah. can happen. The school bus don't be late. No, nope. the school bus at my school it used to be like five yellow buses mm-hmm. sitting out there before three at two fucking forty eight. Not fucking 250, when my, 248. When my mom said she waiting. was coming to get me, I might, you know, get a muffin or, you know. Because <laughs> you knew it was going to be a minute. Um, I will get a muffin or teriyaki stick when I was eating meat, and I would just <laughs> spirals, get some pizza, but I would head back into the building. Like, exactly. I'm like, so I'm like, not waiting out here because, like, at the end of the day, this is still 40th and Parkside. Like, exactly. So just you let can miss him me with that bullshit. get on the fucking bus. Like, y'all all, like... What the fuck do y'all want? What do y'all want? This why what y'all do kids. y'all want? That's why y'all on the fucking shade room while y'all kids playing on glass tables, <laughs> flipping over. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So moving on to Aretha. Uh, I'm about to say, oh, my God. I was going to say Aretha Funerals Franklin. <laughs> Same thing. Wow. Moving on to Aretha Franklin, <laughs> the Queen's funeral. My God, like whoever directed, directed, orchestrated that event needs to be behind. Did every you watched show. it? I couldn't. I was at work. Like, I know. I, felt my, like I, I mean, I just was chiming. Oh yeah, in and out. I was at work too. I was chiming in and out, so, but I went back and recapped like some of the big performances, like obviously Fantasia, uh, Jennifer Hudson kicking off her shoes. Oh, I loved it. I feel like Aretha Franklin would have been here for it. She um, I was. Watching out, Al Sharpton annoyed me. Like, why did you bring Trump into it? Like, I, tired yeah, of him his skinny ass neck. Like, I'm so tired of him. I'm, I'm um, good. but the, <laughs> but yeah, Fantasia, she she brought the house down as expected. Exactly. Uh, Jennifer Hudson, always the Clark mm-hmm. sister. She had white women on that stage. Yes, uh, um, Faith Hill. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Faith Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I'd be like Faith um, Hill. Yep. <laughs> Not, um, <laughs> But yeah, Faith Hill, um, um, she did her thing. But Ariana, African American Grande. Yep, mm-hmm, yep, our sister of color. She was on the stage. She sung "You Make Me Feel" uh, by Aretha Franklin, and I just want to say that something was off about that performance, but it was not her fault because I heard her perform that song before. I feel like the choir was not in the like forced her to go in a higher key. Mm-hmm. She still sound great, but like I could tell that she was like really like watching it. But make no mistake. Every time Ariana gets on the stage, it's perfect because girlfriend can sing in real life. Hello, and she has the range. Hello, so a lot of people try to be like, "What is Ariana Gr-? like?" Don't play yourselves. Who okay? is y'all fucking faves? Don't Katie play yourselves. Okay, but. What about that creep putting his hand on Ariana Grande? T- um, that was so creep. That's again, like I know some people say, "You are y'all making a big deal." Church niggas are fucking creepy. creeps. Okay, so Pastor Charles H. Ellis the third. Hello, the creep, creep creep name. Um, first of all, he said that he thought her something from Taco Bell, Ariana Grande. I'm like, um, could you not say that? No. Could you really not? No. But he literally was like cupping her boob on the side. Like, yeah. How do you not? I know she's small. And trust me, like as a tall person, my boob ratio don't match a lot of like, like I, a lot of everyday activities can turn inappropriate. Like I was trying to dance with somebody one time and I literally shoved their face right into my chest. Like <laughs> it is what it is. So, so I can understand how like sometimes like if I give somebody a hug, like my boobs are in their face, but when you wrap your hand around someone, you shouldn't just have a default place that you wrap your hand like around. Like on, on your, uh, like, arm. Yeah, like, you're not going to tell me that you didn't notice that you had this girl's, 
Like you said, oh, that's a tea. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep it there. That's warm. That feel real nice. That's how I felt like that conversation went in his mind. And uh, discomfort on her face was something we all experienced. Like I have had like people on my block or neighbors like be like, "Come here, girl," and like hug you for just a little bit too long, but you feel like okay, it's not the right place to make a scene. Mm-hmm. And it's just oh god, I hated it. He apologized to her. I don't know if this apology was real. He said he apologized to her in his Hispanic community. Was that a real apology? I have no idea. Because Twitter niggas love to edit things. And I they just, do. like, it was Twitter news. I, d- I didn't look, it Twitter it, I didn't look into it. I don't think it was. Because, uh, first of all, Taco Bell is bastardized Mexican food. So, you have to apologize on, yeah, apology. Yeah, just don't but talk. Like, that funeral was long as fuck. It was so long, my mom was like, oh, I got to go to sleep after this. I'm t-. Like, I worked, we both worked a full eight-hour shift. I came back home. That shit was just wrapping up. Yeah. I was like, wow. But you know what? I wouldn't expect anything less for the Aretha Franklin. She was so... I loved how extra was. She like she literally like wore Louboutins. Mm-hmm. Her and her feet were crossed. <laughs> okay. That's the only time I would wear Louboutins, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I could sit down for eternity. Or you can break my feet into them. <laughs> like, seriously, do what you got to do to get my feet in Because I heard them bitches is uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm just... Lou, Christian Louboutin said he did not make them to be comfortable. He's sad- fucking sadistic. He said, I didn't make them to be comfortable. I made them for fashion. And the way my dogs are set up. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking Nikes is hurting me. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I got Nike slides on right now. And I'm really... And I still don't feel free. <laughs> Uh-uh, not these pups. <laughs> but uh, Janet Jackson just made me feel more poor. She says she does not know what hot Cheetos are. <laughs> Janet Jackson is so great at making everyone feel stupid. No, but like that was so. I really. That's how I picture my future kids to be. Like I do not want them to know what any of the, yeah. these poor my foods is. Like, Pop tarts. Mm, don't know that. <laughs> Never felt that. <laughs> Never experienced. They're like ramen noodles. Think, but what? all I know is kale. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll be like ramen noodles. You mean the time when my mom took me to Japan? Those ones. There's like pad thai. <laughs> From actual Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> They're like Capri Suns. They're like, oh, no, I don't know, but I do know Capri has some of the freshest. <laughs> like, please, nigga. Jenna Jackson said, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about it. She's like, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I am hot. She's like, oh, hot sauce. Mm, hot sauce. Yeah, they she's like, like, oh, like when you put hot sauce on popcorn. She's like, mm, yes, I like that. Popcorn's a jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> Why she said jalapeno like that? Because she's a fucking She said weirdo. popcorn with jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, Jen, we rich. She said, yes, I do enjoy popcorn, <laughs> spicy hot sauce popcorn. That is so crazy. She really didn't know what hot cheetos No, was. and they were like, you have to try it. And she was looking like, no, I don't. <laughs> Don't you get it? I, know, I actively avoid MSG. Yeah, and I know a dupe for those. They're vegan, and they're expensive, and she probably could buy the whole company. <laughs> so when she said that, I felt ashamed because it took me back to a time where I used to eat hot oh, Cheetos for breakfast. Oh, my gosh, that was a dark time, even. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, you're talking about that incident. So <laughs> I, super, I, told, I think I repressed that because I was so embarrassed. But I didn't. <laughs> I went on a... Time. It was dark. dark Where I just what? really, really liked hot Cheetos, and it wasn't enough for me to have a bag 
Like I would need like four throughout the day. Yeah. Easy. And four is me being very generous. Like I would need them. And it got to the point where my poop was red. Yes. That fucking scared the fuck out of me. And I think that's that's when I um, stopped using. <laughs> yeah, you did. After that, you did I stop using. Because me, ever since I was a kid, I always hated when people didn't have breakfast food for breakfast. Oh, yeah. But I still don't do that, to be honest with you. But but when you when I saw you in fucking first period with those... Hot Cheetos. Yeah. I was like... I mean, and I abused Hot Cheetos <laughs> for years. Yeah. But I had yeah. to stop once the... The flaming hot poop incident happened. <laughs> that shit because was that was wild. like it was scary. <laughs> it was. I remember you told me, and you was so fucking shook. Yeah, I called my. I called. Wait, was I home? I think I was home because I. Yeah, I remember, home. like you know, when you think you you at that phase where you think you grown, you like my mom can't tell me to do my. I could do what I want. <laughs> like technically, I'm 18. I was like, Mom, look at this, <laughs> and I called you. Yeah, because I needed guidance <laughs> and support. <laughs> That yeah, so watch it your hot Cheeto intake if you do eat them. Um, Takis, <laughs> don't be like me. No, their yeah. program set out. Oh, also yeah, Takis. I went through a Takis phase. Yeah, so. I understand. I almost had a stroke after like four Takis. Them things are too salty. And I found out it's eight hundred milligrams of sodium in them, and I was knocking them out like. <laughs> My eyes was red as ever after I had like four of them. So I then, like, <laughs> yeah. And you, you know. was like, mm, Takis, and I, I love Takis. <laughs> and then uh, I left some Takis at home because they were too intense for me. So my mom, who had a stroke, she was digging <laughs> in the back. I was like, no! I picture her literally having, like, a massive stroke again. So, so I'm like, uh-uh, mom, please stay away from no, those. No, it's too much sodium. It's too much sodium. So good for you, Janet. Janet Jackson, you're doing the right thing. You are. I can only imagine what your child eats. Probably, probably fucking puree carrots <laughs> every night. Love it true so uh damn we really take a long time today i thought it was a slow week guess not um tyga wants everyone to not know that he kind of was behind everything involving um kylie jenner he went on queen radio and he said um you've got to look at the before and after she always had a platform and she was always destined to be what she was going to be to be regardless, but when I stepped in, there was a lot of codes being taught. It was like, you could do this, you could start this, you could, you should start doing this to your hair, you should add that because you need black people to fuck with you because you need culture. If you got black people behind you, you ain't got, if you don't have black people behind you, you ain't got nothing. Ain't nobody going to listen. You can't influence nobody. So I had a lot to do with all that. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't need credit for. I don't need to go online and tell people I did this. But you even though, radio. however, you are still doing that because <laughs> the, the radio goes online but hello okay. okay i'm the one who helped her um coming up with these colors and names of her lip line it was a lot of stuff but it's like i'm not the bitter type of person because god is going to pay me back the universe is going to pay me back first of all um tyga you want all this credit for uh trading black secrets with kylie jenner when the we're fa- not gonna be on your side you fucking infiltrator yeah at the end of the day you literally just admitted that you sold uh, you tried to make a, a, a white woman famous off of black co- culture. That's number one. Yeah. But number two, and in my opinion, most important, you want to talk about everything else, but you don't want to talk about how you was involved with that girl before she was 18 years old. Exactly. Run so, tell that. Okay? Exactly. Like, you're a creep. And also, 
why the fuck would Nicki Minaj invite him to Queen Radio? Because she, like, her and relationship with Herbert is very frightening. But I'm over it because Nicki is, she, she on some auntie shit to me. Like, Erica Badu is. Like, they never going to stop fucking with Herbert. So, yeah. but, like, back to Tiger, like, the fact that he can so comfortably talk about how he was in a relationship with this girl, in my opinion, uh, well, it definitely was before she was 18. But oh, for sure. the records, if the records match up, since she was like 16, 16. Yep. and you want to sit up here and talk about all you did and all you was teaching her and stuff like that, like you so really, you, mean you groomed her, you groomed her. Cause that's what you do when you're a grown ass person and you're messing with somebody that's underage. That's you're grooming them. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course she's going to take it and what you say because you're, you know, you're the the adult. You're yeah, you're the adult. Honestly, you were her fucking mentor. You ain't even know it yet. You <laughs> might have been a man, but you was also her mentor. Exactly. And also you gave what you gave Kylie because I'm not gonna lie, like the relationship with Tiger did elevate her, but it's not because of him. It's because he gave her a scandal. He made her this ooh the scandalous teenager. You know, it's sensational. Exactly. So you were her secret. You were her scandal, and you you really want to make it like she did so much for you she sucked the life out of you because at the end of the day she walked away with the scandal of being like that teenager and -hmm. you walked away being that creep who has shitty rhymes to begin with but we just fuck with him because he's part of young money yeah like honestly and the thing so is, I don't like, know what the fuck you want you from can us. elevate her career but why can't you elevate your hello own? since you know strategy so well like why don't you be a fucking PR or publicist or something like that because I don't care like one time I was listening to something and the sound kind of popped in I'm like listening then I heard Tiger Voice and I turned because I would that never give so you a crazy, chance that is so crazy because I really bore, I paid actual US currency for Faded on iTunes yeah because Faded and Rack City was the shit no it was Rack City sorry it was Rack City I paid US currency for that my own Rack City was that shit it was very good guess what I don't care. Like, everyone's like, people just hate Tyga. He's actually not that bad of a rapper. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, then you fucking listen to him then. Because I'm not. <laughs> no. I don't care how many dual albums he do with that Chris Brown. That nigga's a fucking creep. I felt like I wanted to kill myself when I found out that Sheck West was fucking 19. And I was like, ooh, he fine. I, I wanted to fucking jump off of the Ben Franklin. Yeah. And this nigga fucking shacking up with a 16-year-old at my age. Well, he was... Our age now, and he sung at Kendall's, or he rapped at Kendall's. What Sweet Sixteen or something? That's where they met. So she was really younger than sixteen. But anyway, I don't know what you want from Any us. Whore. Speaking of that family, uh, Kanye West also decided <laughs> that he wanted to apologize. I guess he back on his meds. He said, "I don't know <laughs> if I properly apologized for how the slave comment made me he feel." Did. You didn't. You know for a fact you didn't. So I wanted to take this moment right now to say I'm sorry to people who felt let down by that moment. He also apologized for all the MAGA moments um, and the Donald Trump support. And he said that moment showed on me how much black people love me and how much black people count on me no and depend shit. on me. I appreciate that. Um, he said his uh, he doesn't want people to feel like his voice is not meaningful. And he said that he wants to be a new yay. Now, let me just be completely honest with you. That Kanye West situation hurt my feelings. Like, Same. I'm, like, people want to pretend like Same. it's easy to throw certain artists away. No. Let it be clear. That shit was horrible. Kanye West, I, I don't even know what to say, but one of my favorite rappers on earth. I would say my favorite rapper on earth. So, yeah. And it's because of, like... All the shit that he said. So when he was saying this, I just truly felt like, what is happening? And so I want to forgive him really bad. But I'm going to be honest with you. 
I do not. However, I do know Kanye West is mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what this apology does. Yeah. Also, another thing that I thought about this whole thing is if you were uh, in a bad place mentally when you were talking about free thinking and stuff like that, why is it that your wife was going along with you? If you got a wife Because she fucking don't have no mind of her own. Ex- so, yeah, so why is it that your wife is not willing to just shut the fuck up when you're having a moment instead of encouraging it? Like, do you really want somebody on your team where when you're having a mental breakdown, they'll just stand behind anything you do, even if it's unhealthy? I don't, because I be saying she, some crazy-ass shit. Either that or she's mentally ill too and if she is like that's understandable that both of y'all but we gonna need to you know intervene for these kids because y'all judgment is so warped and wrapped up in each other's Mm y'all can't can't nobody stand firm like she should have just shut the fuck up because when people were talking about Kanye West mental health she was like this is how he feels it is in no way a reflection of his mental health and And now he's saying like oh no I had a moment I wasn't in a good place but now I'm doing better and honestly it's hard to believe it's not because of the streams it really is hard to believe because this album didn't stream the way the other ones did and I don't know if this is true maybe you can confirm somebody said that after the apology his shit appeared on title it did yeah he had something new that appeared on title so it's like um maybe jay-z maybe they you know forgave each other but jay-z was like all that shit you're not gonna have me looking (laughs) like i support you support it so you better fucking apologize or something but like in apologizing he kind of magnified kim kardashian's stupidity in my opinion. Yeah, because, like, you, because, like, as somebody who is, like, diagnosed, like, mentally ill, whenever I have, like, a moment, it's, like, really fucking crazy. And I be saying stuff, like, sometimes I be going back and think about stuff that I said, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why would I say that? And I would never want anybody to be like, oh, you know what? You right. You this, this, I know. Blah, blah. And you know, for a fact, I am not. Yeah. Like, I live to be like, okay, but what if, like, devil's advocate type of thing? And to just, so people know that I'm always going to be honest, vice versa. Like, you do the yeah. same thing when I'm being super anxious. Like, you need people to bring you down to earth, not support, not support that. Yeah, because it's like a really, like, if you ever had, like, for real, for, like, if you ever had, like, anything, like, mental or mental breakdown or something like that, the last thing you need is somebody to be like, yeah, yeah, what's, like, yeah, you're right, you're right, and nothing you're saying is wrong. Like, sometimes when people are venting to me, like, I do agree with some of the things they're saying, but I never want to let them know because I don't want to, like, be like, okay, what you're think, which, how you're thinking is okay. Because I don't want you to, like, you know, stop. Or hurt yourself yeah, or, or hurt give yourself. up or something like that. So the fact that she did that is, I'm going to throw this word around, toxic. Because um, mm-hmm. that was just like, why would you even go with it? And I don't mean to, like, be, like, sexist in a way that I take his mistake and put it on her. But it's just an interesting comparison to say, okay, I was mentally ill and I think about, I mean, it was this summer when her, her tweets were like, and his mental illness is nothing to make fun of. He's fine. He's a free thinker. He's an innovator. In a few years, people are going to be looking back at this moment, but <laughs> like Kanye was right the whole time. And no, he was wrong. He didn't believe it himself. <laughs> and he was saying how he wished somebody shut the cameras off at TMZ, how he wished yeah. somebody would have stopped him. And I just, like, I think at- I'm not going to truly take this serious until Kanye West realized that his... His um Impact. family is not helping his 
exactly. his mental health. Like, I just don't know. I know they show him a lot of love, but the problem is those birds go along with anything. Exactly. They, except for when Courtney says she don't want to be on camera. But uh, but they <laughs> they really go along with anything, and you can't depend on people like that to ever steer you in the right direction. Exactly, because it's like even looking at him, I just knew that he was just like experiencing like a bout of mania, and he just was not in the right place. Like he just was like just saying anything. Like he didn't even in the way like sometimes his speech changes. Oh yeah, and like you For- know. Crystal from the read calls that his tad voice. He talks, he but and I want to forgive everyone. Yeah, and I'm just sorry. Like, I'll and never fucking forget. I don't know who posted on Tumblr, <laughs> but when they said he fucking t- talk like a nigga that butter toast for a living, I fucking lost it. <laughs> don't know what that mean, but I get it. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. So like he when he talk like a nigga that butter toast for a living, it's like that's when you know he's like and he's he's manic as fuck. And it's somebody who like I experienced like I never. Thank God I never have a camera around me. And all I do is fucking, like, if I ever tweet and I sound, like, angry or, I, like, your tweets are getting <laughs> crazy, I'm definitely for sure a man in. But it's, like, I'm glad that I don't have, like, a camera on me. And, like, I can go back and delete it. And, like, nobody's looking at me. Who fucking cares? But it's, like, I don't want, um, I mean, people shouldn't have gone along with that by people his fucking family yeah, like, and his fans his and a lot of y'all fans like y'all should feel real stupid is- like I'm not like okay he's mentally ill so <coughs> he put this message out there but for people who actually was like yeah I'm a free thinker too how do you feel now that somebody was like no when I said that I was in a terrible <laughs> dark place yeah but your dumb ass followed it exactly and like the thing is the stuff that I be saying like it don't be that bad like when I get like mad and I start talking about like oh or how I hate men and stuff like that or like how I get mad at people just having kids for no reason, stuff like that. I'm like, you know, not to be on my own side, but like some of that stuff I say makes sense. I'm not saying like, oh, free thinker. Let me now. If I ever say anything like I support Donald Trump, makes sense. My mental illness has hit level ten. Yeah, and we cancel on the show for a moment. <laughs> Cause, get you some help. Cause cause I'm not sitting beside anybody who could say that. Cause you might slap me or kill exactly. me. Exactly. I was about to say, cause like that's why it's like, cause again, he definitely was manic. He was definitely experiencing like you know a mental like you know breakdown. But like some of that stuff he was saying, I'm like, like somebody said on Twitter, um, uh, my bipolar has never turned me into a Republican, and I'm yeah. like. Yeah. No, so like um, <laughs> I'm, I have not listened to his new stuff yet because I'm still not there. Yeah, but there's same. nobody I want to forgive more than Kanye West. Yeah, but I I'm, agree. I'm not going to be a fool again exactly. because, like George Bush said, <laughs> fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me, can't get fooled again. All right, I'm not. If you fool me the second time, I'm gonna start like a let's kill Kanye West party. Like I'm not. I will fucking blow him up. I am saying that right now, and I'm admitting it. If Kanye West fools me no, again, that make me feel I am so going to jail angry. because like this. I, this is terrible. <laughs> this is really fucking terrible. Sorry, I will never kill anyone. Let's just get that. Because that will make you feel like a fucking fool. You're like, oh, wow. you like, I really forgave him, and he's still wearing a hat. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so he also apologized to Drake, which I guess, like, I don't know what's wrong with Kanye West, but we need to just stop putting so much in him and accept that he is good at what he does. He's given us some amazing, more than bops. Like, he's given us some true, Mm -hmm. true, true, true art. If you're not a Kanye West fan, I don't truly get how. Like, you can't be not a Kanye West fan of anything again 
not 100% back on board with him. Definitely. But not. I'm watching him and I do have a little bit more sympathy for him because I know he that he's mentally And I'm Ill. glad that he admitted that he does have bipolar. And um him he I was watching the Jimmy Kimmel interview and like some of the stuff he was saying about bipolar. I'm like, "Oh yeah, definitely like I get that." And it's like relatable and like a lot of like celebrities don't speak out about their mental illness. Um, so it was very interesting to hear, especially like a black celebrity. So, and a man, a a black man to talk about mental illness. Yeah. And he said a lot of other problematic things that I'm still like, oh, okay. Well, what was that about? But again, I'm just like, right now I'm going to sit over here. My bitch make your bitch look like precious. That haunts me. I'm going to sit here and eat my rice. That's how I feel (laughs) about Kanye West right now. Okay. So... Eminem, angry ass, decided to release a, like an album out of nowhere. It was called Kamikaze, and because I'm newsy, I listen. Um, the album, I listened to it, and immediately I realized I will never need to listen to this again. Eminem is obsessed with being the same angry, angsty, early 20-year-old that can say whatever he want and mm-hmm. use, like, I mean, he I don't think he's using drugs anymore, but, like, that drug mentality where, let me say what's on my mind. Let me rhyme in time and over and over again, but these rap men don't find <laughs> and find as I decline up in the sky. Like, he's so uh, like, obsessed <laughs> with that shit. And zing, zing, I'ma kill you, kill you. It's like, nobody cares about that anymore. Yeah. Like, can you fucking, like, like you don't have to rap anymore, okay? Eminem's whole album was about how, like, these new rappers come in and they think I'm washed up, but I got them. Oh, I'm some shady. It's like, it's all about how he not watching. He still and can keep it's up. Like, and nobody y'all, is talking you know about what? you. This is what I do. And I pay him just for y'all not to honestly, from, from my opinion, all I thought was that, you know, everybody respected Eminem. Yeah. He was problematic, but his shit bang it slaps. Move on. Kind of like a Nas, kind of like a, um, what's another old nigga? Uh, uh, mace, not even like a mace, like someone way bigger, like uh, almost like a Beyonce Dr. Dre. Husband. No, but because Jay Z still relevant though. Like Jay Z can still Who? rap. Jay Z, uh, Beyonce's husband. Sorry, Uh-oh. blues that. Okay. Sorry, I cursed on air. <laughs> but um, yeah, Sir and Rumi's dad can still ride a beat. He can still drop an album True. and it'll still be hot. Same with Kanye West. They all are around the same age as Eminem, but they're relevant. Same with Pusha T. Like, these niggas are not young. Um, but they can make music that can keep up. Eminem's music is outdated. His style's outdated. He's problematic as fuck. He still says words that everyone knows not to say anymore. And for that, like, I just can't turn my head too but he and was, I also and he's, was still mad even though I don't fuck the Kardashians when he called Khloe Kardashian the fat one and yeah. at that I still have not I know he <laughs> makes music I was saying for like uh chubby uh white men that wear um like ball shorts all the time and like have like their favorite sports team <laughs> like some type of the Boston Celtic uh thing with the, the with his fist up and they yeah, had that or tattoo like, on his calf or a flyer tattoo on their calf or like a, a three leaf clover <laughs> like the Irish uh Celtic sign and like always wear a hat all the time or they be like why can't I say it you were like and they deck their mom basement out that's where they live at and they're just but they're angry 
but they still eat the lasagna they mom make every single night and they fucking hate their dad but they also play like sports with him and watch games with him on Sunday like he makes music for that fucking guy that really think it's funny they'd be like whore to a girl who yeah. rejects him so yep. like I'm just so over it he's really upset with all these new rappers and the little pumps and the little yachties and all this other stuff and Machine Gun Kelly was not playing with him and he, he really, really snatched his fucking wig he was not playing with him okay so Machine Gun Kelly re- dropped the song in response to all Eminem's hate uh, it's called Rap Devil and it was just it was really really good like <laughs> just a, one, a few of my faves he said shout out to um, shout out to every rapper that's up under me know that I'll never do like this fuckery still bitter after everyone loves me pull that wedgie out your dungarees I gotta respect the OGs and I know I know most of them personally. Then he said, we know you get nervous, Rabbit. I see mama's <laughs> spaghetti all over your sweater. I wish you would lo- lose yourself on your records that made a decade ago. They were better. Yikes. So he's saying, like, just stick to your old shit. Yes, you were my idol, but you like to shit on people who claim, who even admitted to being inspired by you. And what did he say you was oh, laughing he, at? Oh, my God. This fucking sent me. He was like, I'm not afraid. <laughs> no. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Mimicking him. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I pray that I never have to do that to my idols. I pray because I'm sensitive. I will fucking rip them a fucking new one. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Just think about it. I'm like, you know what? I like you, and it's a lot of things that I keep this locker room talk. (laughs) But if you fuck with me. I have something to say. The thing is, if Nicki Minaj ever was to come to me, I get a gun for me. I get it because like all the stuff I said on the yes. podcast. No, same. Her and like her Drake and even like a SZA at one point when she canceled her concert, I was going in on her. So SZA was like, "Bitch, I don't want to be your friend now." I'd be like, "That's why your vocal cords be hurting." Iman, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. What I would say if she came for me, <laughs> but if she came come for you, it's like she had a right to come for you. That's why your vocal cords aren't intact, <laughs> and you should just be careful and save your voice for when you perform. Well, now you definitely severed those things. I know. So, what the fuck? Me and my big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so Machine Gun Kelly just really, really. <laughs> he really did. Come. He really wow, did. he really did blow that army uh, cat back. Mm. You know that hat that I'm going He talked about Kim. He said, I'm going to call Kim. <laughs> I ain't hear about Kim in a while. I don't know I am, what hush money and he then gave he her, dragged if she's alive. Then he dragged, right? He dragged G-Eazy, too. He said, all right, he fucked another rapper's bitch. Um, uh, I'm about to call Kim. I said, I'm like, ah. I yeah. love white on white crime. I love white on white crime. Love it's it. It's a great time keep to be it, alive. Keep it up. If any other white boys except for Asher Roth want to just hop on in and make a fool of himself, Macklemore, if you want to <laughs> put yourself on the chopping block, Do I wouldn't it. be mad. Asher Roth be minding his business, though. That's he why. mind his fucking business. And he gave us some good songs for high school. We fucked with him heavy. He did. And I've met him twice, and he's very nice. Oh, wow. I forgot you met him twice, but... Met him yeah. twice, still no baby. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> you really don't be focused. Cause you would have been pregnant. <laughs> but um, moving on to into the sunken place, we are gonna keep this real quick because y'all niggas just is dumb. Uh, <laughs> Mega America is acting dumb again. So niggas, niggas wilding the fuck out. Speaking of white on white crime, they are mad because Colin um the, the white like racist white people are upset because Colin Kaepernick is now the face of Nike's new campaign. Uh, he is on the front of the campaign. Um. 
he's in their commercials doing verse voiceovers, but then he's in a big billboard where it's a close up of his face. He's staring real intensely. It's black and white, and over his face it says, "Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything." So that's deep. Obviously, he the realest nigga out there. He the realest nigga out there because he don't say a word. And there's a lot of people out here, Nicki Minaj, who won't even not work <laughs> with a pedophile. Where somebody gave up their whole like career. That's why. And football is one of those things where people. When, when men play football, it's their passion. And it's they their life. pay you they, a lot of money to run up and down that field and, and they practice throw a for fucking their whole ball. life. You ain't going to tell me he thought that not kneeling for the anthem was going to lead to him, his whole career being snatched exactly. away. Exactly. And that's why I get mad because I'm like, that's why I don't want to hear that shit. Oh, it's hard for a female rapper. Just says blah, blah, blah. He got his career taken away. And like, yes, he's an activist and yes, he's making money, but he don't know after this Nike money run out if anybody will ever like see it for him again. And each opportunity he wonder if it's his last you know mm-hmm. and at the end of the day he never said that he was it was anything about the army I don't know the fucking I don't know where, people the thing that well, makes me so fucking mad the military or any America, of the services America is so obsessed with that fucking flag you know what I think I said this on Black Girl Brunch before too fuck the American flag you know when my fucking when my fucking uncle died who fucking served in Vietnam, you know what the fuck they gave us? They buried him in a cardboard box uh, and they gave us a fucking flag. And that's why that fucking flag is in my fucking basement and on the fucking ground and I hope the fucking spiders or whatever my <laughs> basement got it. I should let my dog fucking shit on it. <laughs> no, seriously. That's though. all they fucking and gave us. Is all, a, a, and we're I supposed just, to be grateful for that? He fucking died with nothing. What I just I don't have a thing that I love that much. I'm trying to think what's so cool. symbolic. I will burn that shit. And more more Truly. importantly, like it was the anthem. It's not necessarily the flag itself. Like, but they connect. Oh, so yeah, for they them, connect. Just for the them, patriotism. Everything is all one. All that the patriotism because you know that, that they hide that racism is sits mm-hmm. so heavily in patriotism, and they try to pretend like American, like the American experience is, is this exact same mm-hmm. for all of us. Just Despite times over and over again where it's not. And it's like, it makes you feel crazy as a black person to know what you deal with on an everyday basis. You got to deal with it. Like, all of us deal with it. People of color, um, anybody who is just not straight, who is not white, but especially people of color. You have to go about life um, pretending, like, like saying, was that what I think it was? To every wrong thing people do to you. Yep. You can see somebody get shot or strangled by the uh, police. You can see uh, a black woman get uh, made fun of for her looks or something like that. And in the back of your mind, you're still going to wonder, well, was it because they were black? Or really? Even when you know better and you have the literature to back up exactly what you know, you, like, you have the knowledge, you have the backing, but... I don't care who you are and how hard you gun. In the back of your mind, you're going to think like, well, is this on the other? And that mm-hmm. is so, that's such a mental burden to carry. So that when you decide to do little things such as um, not take a part in the national anthem to kneel or to do whatever you want to do, that seems like such a small gesture. Mm-hmm. But that's their world. I'm like, if that rattles imagine, you, imagine what it would be like to be fucking black. Exactly, because I stopped... I stopped saying the national anthem in middle school because that's when I like became obsessed with pro- politics, like the Black Panthers, and like which is crazy because I was obsessed with that in middle school. And then I got warped in self hate <laughs> in high school. But anyway, I was a kid. That's another 
story. Yeah, it's another story. And I was a kid, so I got obsessed with like radical politics. So I stopped saying the Pledge of Allegiance um, with the Jehovah Witness kids uh, in middle school. And like one time, my gym teacher like pulled me aside and like had a talk with me. Um, and was saying, like, why don't I say the Pledge of Allegiance? And I explained why. I'm like, why am I saying it? Like, look, America is, like, in shambles. And, like, for me, like, September 11th, well, a lot of people, like, September 11th was just such a, like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and after that, because I was in elementary, we was in elementary school when it yeah. happened. And when it happened, like, my whole school was in a panic. And, like, like my music teacher was, like, upset because he had family in New York. And I just, just seeing that moment and then knowing at a young age how fucking crooked fucking George Bush and all that stuff was, I just was like, I don't want to say this. Like, I don't want to say the the Pledge of Allegiance. And, like, I got in trouble for that, like, as a kid. And it's like, instead of adults being like, oh, wow, like, you're so young and you feel like that. Yep, it's disrespectful. Ever since I was younger, they said I'm disrespectful. But ever since then. It's control. Yeah, it is control. It's about control. Because they're like, wow, you're thinking for yourself? No. This is my experience, therefore, it has to be yours. I don't want to step outside of uh, my perspective and see that maybe America and the military and the way I view the world might be flawed and is very ungodly. Like the way mm-hmm. we view America, in my opinion, is very, very ungodly for us to be such a Bible humping Christian uh like community, it's just so much that you look at and you like. It really does not make Makes sense. sense. Like y'all sense. really think it's okay to just? I mean, honestly, like I know it's more complicated than this, but y'all really think it's okay to just go to a foreign land and blast away other people because two leaders usually disagree. Like yeah. it's just the idea. I don't believe in war. Period. I don't. Same. I don't believe in war. Period. And I feel like. This is what happened when men leave. Killing kids, <laughs> right? Killing because everybody kids. always wants to say, like, women aren't, like, good leaders or whatever. Like, men been leaders from the beginning of time. And look what happened. War, 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 Fucking war, war. Fucking killing we kids and being killing, proud of it. Killing kids and it's so much collateral. And you know what I mean? Like, if, if you were just born just somewhere else, your life, you could have possibly been, like, killed by a drone. And it's just, like, even though he is not criticizing the military and the certain men men and women who are in the service and who serve i do think that y'all need to like at least look into why is it okay to just with blindly uh clap for people like that now i'll say this all the time shout out to my cousin japira she listens to the show she's a black woman she's in the navy and there are things like the Navy, the SEALs, they do different things outside of just, you know, fight and combat. They save people. They are put on special missions. And you just, you just need, like, the National Guard when things like Hurricane Harvey happen. Mm-hmm. So, and shout out to my girlfriend, Brittany, yes, who is also yes, a service woman. Like, it's not disrespect to people who are out here doing their thing because not everybody goes to a foreign country and but blows the thing away is, children. The That's tr- just not the, the case. Troops, but they don't get treated the exactly same either. Exactly, because they're black women. They oh my God. don't respect. Y'all, y'all, the only troops that they respect is white men. Yeah. They don't respect women of any color. Of any color. But uh, And I know, like, shout out to my friend uh, Will. He listens sometimes too. He Like, he's in the service and he's, that's his constant battles. Like, he's, I like doing military work. I like the idea of, you know, being able to do, like, community 
community service or slash like I think it's called like civilian work but I'm not treated fairly by these white men so it's like y'all want to pretend like everything is picture perfect when it works for y'all and I think what people want is for just people of color women to just fucking kill ourselves because we can't we can't share experiences and I'm exactly. sorry if that like is a triggering idea to anybody but like if you can't express yourself and yeah, peace what do y'all want with, like people just want to police you say what the fuck you want you know what you feel I'm so proud of Colin Kaepernick for just saying exactly how he feel and putting it out there and it makes me feel braver because mm-hmm. I'm like alright if I say what I feel the worst I get, the worst thing that'll happen is that these people will know not to invite me out for lunch they know I'm not that bitch like yep. they know that I'm and not that's how I feel too cause mm-hmm. we is not hanging around with you bitches that sling around the F word like it's fucking uh, hello? hello people just know I'm not no do not invite her to the party she a buzz kill whatever the fuck yep. you got you know. sure is exactly so like, just say what you want. Stand up for what you believe in. Uh, white people are out here cutting the Nike signs out of shit they already Instead bought. Instead of donating stuff to homeless veterans. If you feel that strongly. But like, I don't fucking care about the veterans. And like, like I was saying, my uncle, he was in, he, because there's a vet, hospitals for vets, um, in Philly here I'm pretty sure it's everywhere Treat they treat them like shit there exactly and um, it's my- no benefits really for them they treat them like you do all this work for the fucking country and they don't have you don't if you don't already have shit before you go in there you won't have shit unless you That's really how know how to play that game okay exactly. and stay and become a lifer damn damn near mm-hmm. and my, my uncle he left Vietnam with a drug addiction okay and shout out to him same, for, same. That, that was my, shout out my to him for turning his life around but when they get hurt and they need to become and, and traumatized and have to come over here and self-medicate because you, let's talk about therapy for black people in the 70s like yeah right niggas still ain't even hopping on that now so yep. you know they wasn't hopping on it then so that's so fucked up and Nike know what they was doing. They know their they know that their core customers are not <laughs> not make America great. I was about to say because y'all niggas be buying Nikes from fucking T J Maxx and Ross. Marshalls. The ones that people be like, uh You be like, why Nike make these? Yeah. When? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like Nike the ones know, that was always they was always they 50, was never into, fifty ninety seven <laughs> or fifty four sixty two. Yeah, fifty four dollars and sixty two cents. And they like these are expensive, but I guess I'll give them a whirl. Um, and yeah, Nike know that most of their customers, first of all, aren't even in this fucking country. So, Hello, because uh, fucking and they're niggers like all the hype and we ain't changing our minds. All the fucking hype beasts that I be fighting for Supreme or in fucking Japan. I'm about to say they ain't Asian somewhere yeah that's it so but look at y'all boo boo the fucking fools god 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 all right we're running over but we still have some time we running over because eric left the room <laughs> yep that's true but you know the nigga come in like clockwork he gonna come right in at one and when the clock hit uh 10 minutes over an hour but anyway um so for common senses we just wanted to talk about something that has been hitting the world wide web um Dang, I had his name here. Okay, so Jeffrey Owens. Jeffrey Owens. You guys may have known him as Elvin from the Cosby shows back in the day. Uh, he was spotted uh, working at Trader Joe's. Um, recently, someone took a picture of him, which is fucking rude. But you know what? Someone took a picture of him, and like, I think it was like an older woman. She, I don't think she did it to be shady. But how could you not be shady when you submitted them to a celebrity websites? Hello. You know? 
She said um, that she didn't mean for it to be that way and she immediately felt ashamed. But guess what, sis? You should feel fucking ashamed because what you did was shameful. Yeah, that money that probably just ran out that they sent her. Hello. And uh, people were, like, making fun of him, like, damn, life come at you fast and saying stuff like that. And I just thought that that was so terrible because... Number one, it's nothing wrong with earning an honest living. And a lot of people think that success is just a clean lineup. Like, oh, wow, you're on a hit show, The Cosbys. In the 80s and the early 90s, that must mean you're going to be rich forever. Like, Mm-mm. newsflash, not everybody get that George Clooney moment where they get to be on ER to kick their career off, and then things just keep going up and up and up and yeah. up and up. Like, it's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not enough opportunities. And if that were to happen, they would never hire any new people. And, uh, you know... And the celebrity scope. And that's why a lot of people need to, A, be humble and B, respect when other people can't maintain that. Sometimes exactly. people look at it as, I had an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, Jeffrey Owens is still working. He's still coaching. But he was saying um, he had been teaching and acting. He had been teaching, acting, and directing for 30-plus years, but it just got to a point where it didn't add up, and he needed some more income. So he Ain't took a job. Ain't getting more money. Hello. He took a job at Trader Joe's to kind of, because he thought it was uh, flexible. He liked it. His wife was working. He was able to do what he loved, and people just don't understand the meaning of true happiness and having a job that allows you to do exactly. what you want to do. Exactly, and money, like, and I'm somebody that, like, I had to explain to therapy with my obsession with money because I, I let it control my emotions, in which are something that I need to work on because it's not good. And I've come to grips with that, you know, money truly does not, I mean, you it's like 50 50 like it buys you things that you can be ha- happy with yeah. but if you just a empty if you feel an emptiness like it's never going to be filled with anything you know no. you buy and also it's like what the fuck do y'all want you get mad when people are strippers you get mad when people fucking work at trader joe's yeah. what the fuck do you, what the and fuck y'all want hello you I get was, mad when people catch a school bus what the fuck <laughs> i was just saying that like people get so mad when people start doing things for attention like right now bow wow I feel like he's just fighting to stay relevant <laughs> mm-hmm. with lies and craziness and yeah. you know and people got nothing that's obviously unhealthy and people love to exploit that right but let's just say Bow Wow was like okay rapping ain't it for me I'm just gonna go get me a 9 to 5 I, don't get me wrong I do not think Bow Wow is there no. but if he decided to do that then y'all would want to clown him for that and Je- Jeffrey said something really important he was saying how no job is better than the next. Exactly. And right? I, like some I, I jobs have better to hear that. Yeah. Some jobs might have better benefits. Some jobs might have better pay. But the, at the end of the day, the job is still the same. My dad actually just got with somebody because my dad works in the construction industry. He's retired, but he goes back for project. I'm going to say, is he really retired? Not really. My dad, <laughs> I don't think he could ever not work a day. Yeah. He just can't do it. But he was telling me how he has starting to, starting to hire women construction workers mm-hmm. because he said women be working their asses off. Used to be a time where women didn't even apply, but now they do. Mm-hmm. He said, so he'll hire them. And he felt that one woman was working her ass off and he told her she should go 
for a better opportunity. And she said, you know, these, like, so-and-so, these guys ain't never going to respect me. And my dad was like, oh, they'll respect you all right because they don't got no other choice. Like, if you mm-hmm. are the boss, they're going to respect you. And trust me, me and everybody else will stand behind you. And it was one person in particular that was giving her some trouble. And my dad was, like, saying, like, oh, she can't carry as much or she can't do this and the other. And my dad was, he said to her, and he tells me this story all the time just so I can keep this in mind. Like, he said, if you can only carry 30 pounds and he can carry 60 pounds, you're both giving me the same thing. You're both giving me your best. And that's more, that's all I require. And that sounds really, really corny, but at the end of the day, when you are doing your best, that's all you can give to someone. That's all you can do. If you're doing your best, if you have a job out here that's paying your bills and you're doing what you want on the side, you're teaching, you're acting, you still got the dream inside you, you mm-hmm. got the spark inside you, that's all you can do. You're doing your best. You're doing the same thing as Bill Gates. You're doing your best. And you need, we all, we need everybody to make the world function. You need people, you need servers. You need people that do deliver, that do delivery things. Yeah. You need janitors you need like you need these people to make the day go by you're like everybody needs everybody and it's like what it doesn't make sense to make fun of somebody because say you make fun of somebody that's a waiter and how you gonna eat if nobody want to be a waiter? and more importantly like what if nobody wants to be a waiter so they give terrible service because they just looking at it as a throwaway job yeah now you mad because you got shitty service yeah so it's like when people put their best into something and they thrive (laughs) and they grind and they're like you know what i'm happy here i'm gonna just sit here yeah like okay there's no respect that comes because i used to do that with retail because you know i said this earlier on twitter like when i first graduated um from sva before before I even graduated for like the past like my sophomore year, no, my junior year and my senior year, I was applying the jobs to Viacom and NBC every day. I was like stalking. Um I used to I hope nobody listening from my internship. So I was in charge of like mm-hmm. the stuff like, like people's database. membership database. So they had passwords to like IMDB, like exclusive stuff where you could find like people's personal assistance emails. So I used to write down the emails and I used to like email Jimmy Fallon assistant and like people like that. Um, people on NBC because I used to want to uh, write for SNL and like I was like sending out all these emails applying to all these jobs non-stop crazy and I was like there's no way I have to get a job somewhere like I've been applying to places for two years I graduated I didn't get any job in mm-hmm. any entertainment nothing and I felt like oh my gosh a failure because in my mind and co- you supposed to as soon as you graduate college you get a job in your field and that's how life is supposed and to go you start a family and you get yep. married and you just so, keep going and keep going higher and higher until you're happy and you explode and you die yep that's like, how that's, that's what I thought it went and so when I came home, I was, like, embarrassed to apply to, like, retail jobs and stuff like that because I'm like, oh, I don't want nobody to see me. Like, because people think, oh, you just was in New York City. You went to college. You should be this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Started working at Barnes & Noble. It was terrible. They paid, like, you know, low. And then I worked somewhere that I actually really liked, and then the store closed down. But then after that, I was, like, embarrassed. So 
I didn't try to apply to like bigger places Mm -hmm. or like I didn't go to like the mall where like they're always hiring like because I was embarrassed and I was thinking of it like oh I'm only gonna work here a few months and NBC will be calling me in no time so and that while I'm doing that I was actually holding myself back because like I could have been like you know and obviously like I'm I'm over it now and like my current job like I'm very grateful that I have it um, but I could have been like a manager by now, like you know, yeah, working I, all that hard. I respect and, retail, man. Yeah, exactly, because it is very t- retail, son else. And I uh, like it though. Like I really like the idea of being around people, and especially when you're a and dreamer, moving and around, you're creative. You feel like retail is something you could do, build in, but not feel like you're completely married to it. Yeah, and like I felt like I had, like I didn't want people to think like, oh, she's going to be staying here for a while. I'm like, you know what? As long as I have to stay here, I'm going to try to, you know, do my best. It's a job, and I probably could possibly move up. And who knows where that might take you? Because you know, like I don't know what do Issa Rae say again, like about the. Um, work across. Yeah, work across. So I can meet somebody that's higher up that, you know, they're like, oh, I used to live in New York. I had no this and a third person, but I, that wasn't for me. So I'm working here. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh, like building collect- connections. So it's Swallowing like, your fucking pride. Exactly. Doing what you got to so do by me, and opening your eyes to what's in mm-hmm, front of you. So for me being prideful and thinking that I was like above this and a third, I lost out on so much money. And it's like, what? At the end of the like, I look like fucking boo-boo the fool because I was like, oh, I think I'm, you know, this and a third. I can't do that. And now I'm just like, I do not fucking care about that. So that's why, like, when people was, like, shaming him for doing it, that really struck a chord for me. Because I know some people probably think that, like, oh, she's stupid. Why she leave her job, like, working with kids? First of all, they wasn't paying me that much. And I'd rather work for people who actually, you know, halfway respect me. Nobody kids fucking run over and over my feet. <laughs> No, seriously. And even, like, as a person who has been, uh, like, I've always had a second job, and I never had a problem with working a second job. But recently, I guess because I turned 26 and I realized, like, okay, why do I still need a second job at 26? Like, Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for so long. I started to feel, like, embarrassed. Like, aren't I supposed to be entering a point in my life now where I don't need, like, a second job anymore? And, like, I'm tired of, like, like like sometimes when people will see me at my second job at the mall, I would be like, yes, this is my second job. Like, don't get it, like, trying to make sure they ain't get it confused and they knew that this is just, you know, what I do when I'm free. But I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, my relationship, my money, it is only between me because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, when I'm paying that car note, when I'm paying my phone, when I'm paying all my bills, those people ain't the, chipping uh, in. Are do are they there to whistle? Like it, it really has. You have to exercise some strong mental health. And mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person where I know what we have planned. I know we have merchandise we got to roll out. I know that the Christmas season is coming. I know that I'm saving to move out. I know this. Mm-hmm. So. I need extra money, and the extra money is not going to come from pride. It's going to come from working. Hello. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get out here and give me a second job. So if you see me at the mall, mind your business and know you can't use my discount. (laughs) Same. Same here. Seriously, like, I, I feel like it's like at the end of the day, Let's go back to storybook uh, virtues. You work for what you want. And Mm -hmm. no matter what, you make an honest living. You respect people. You mind your business. Because at the end of the day, we could do this podcast for 10 years before it launches off. And I got to be prepared and working towards things in my personal life and having a backup plan just in case. Yes, because none of y'all bitches is going to take me to Australia to get tattooed. (laughs) Hello. And, and like, 
And I love vacations. That's another thing. I'm like, yo, I keep planning and vacations and I want to live my life. And, and I'm okay with working for the next vacation. Like, I'm okay yep. with working for the next time we pay our, you know, graphic designer. I'm, that's fine because that's what life is about. As long as I make sure my second job is something that I truly, truly, truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just like everybody, like, never forget that everybody needs each other to make the flow of everything. To make these 24 hours Hello. run, everybody, we need each other. Because I know how I am. And I don't, I'm not taking out no trash. So power to the people who are like garbage, you know, men and women, like who are willing to stand on that truck and sling those back. Yes, yeah, Because they're making good money exactly. and they're keeping the city running. Shout out yep. to everybody. I don't care if you're a cashier right a I don't care if you work at I McDonald's and I know we make jokes sometimes that could seem like that but at the very end of it I, I tr- mean this with my whole entire heart it ain't no ain't nothing wrong with just making a living your way do what you gotta do yes, because, because I need people at CVS and I cause I don't even like using the self checkout I fucking need y'all ain't no tuition for having no ambition and ain't no loan for sinking you, your ass at home so hello? get up do what you gotta do cause, cause ain't nobody gonna take care of your black ass or whatever mm-hmm. so just go ahead and do it like if you're just do it we need y'all we and do. stop feeling like you need to prove to other people that you're doing fuck something em. for yeah fuck them because you know everybody like I hate to sound corny do this but like stay low and build yes <laughs> And uh, I just want to finish us off with a quote by uh, just a great individual. Um, make the money. Don't let the money make you. <laughs> Hello. That's it. Yep. So um, that's it for this week's episode of Blocker Brunch. Um, there were no fire or police alarms during this whole show. Wow. No sirens. So a nice, hopefully a nice, safe night in the city. <laughs> um I don't have any shout outs for this week, but I do want to remind you guys to please, please, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's such a simple thing, but it makes such a big yes, difference for us. Thank you. I have shout outs. I'd like to give a shout out to my friend Omar. Who shout was, out Omar. So who was recently binge watching. I'm binge watching, binge, like binging our episodes, listening. Okay. Thank you. Also shout out to Camillo. Um, thank you for listening and um, shout out to you for being vegan also. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but I'll yes, thank everybody for listening and sorry if I forgot shout out. I'll check my messages in next week if I've missed anybody. Yes, thank y'all for the ratings. I've like read them and they really do make me feel really great about myself. Like we have a good amount and a five star rating right now. So like can't ask for anything else. Um, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch, on Twitter at BLK Brunch. You can follow me um, on Twitter and Instagram at Imam and Sabria at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and It's Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Okie doke. So you guys have a good week. Bye. Peace.